you have your Bibles this morning, and I hope that you do, turn with me to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. While you're putting your finger there, I want to, to slip over for just a moment. And uh, in Matthew chapter 5, I want to read just a couple of verses to introduce the thought of our message today. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14, 15, and 16. Listen to what Jesus says as he's teaching. He says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do men light a lamp and put it under the peck measure, but on the lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men. That's a directive from Jesus. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works. You understand that? He wants people to see the good works that we're doing in our life. But notice what he says is the purpose of that. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. It's okay that people see our good works. But he says the result of their seeing those good works is that it should bring glory to him, not to us. We don't perform the good works so that people go, oh, what a wonderful person. Aren't they so spiritual? Aren't they so wonderful? Aren't they so giving? Aren't they so kind? That's not why we do it. He says we do our good works so that others can see them, but when they see them, it should reflect and should direct them directly to the Father who is in heaven. So we do those works with a humble heart. We do those works not seeking recognition, honor, or reward, but seeking for others to see Christ living in us. So today I want to share with you a message entitled, Living as a Light. Living as a Light. I remember several years ago, quite a few years ago, our children were smaller. We were returning from a trip on the 4th of July. And when we were returning from this trip, we were flying home. And flying home on the 4th of July, we had no idea, did not have the expectation. But when we got up in the air in the plane, it was evening time. It was dark. And as it was dark and we began to fly, we suddenly began to see fireworks shows down below us. And so normally when we're here and looking up at the fireworks, we're on the other side. And we're looking down at the fireworks. And it was an incredible and amazing display to see. Those lights coming from the blackness of the darkness of the earth and coming into the darkness of the sky and exploding beneath us. And the interesting thing was as we traveled, as we were flying back home, and, and we were in the air for, for quite a little while. We would see a show here and go a little ways. And then there would be a show here. And we'd go a little way and just firework show after firework show after firework show of these fireworks lighting up the darkness beneath us. And it was an amazing display. We still talk about that as one of the, the most fun and most fond memories that we have of traveling and going places and doing things, of seeing those lights. Fireworks are fun. They're fun because they light up the night sky. They draw attention to 
spectacular displays celebrating special events, right? It can be a victory at a sporting event. It can be national freedom on our 4th of July. Uh, It can be some other important holiday that is being celebrated. But fireworks are always associated with something fun. There's always generally something exciting or, or positive that are connected. The bright light against the dark background is a picture of our faith shining as a light in the darkness of this world. Look at Philippians chapter 2 with me, if you would, this morning. And we're going to begin reading in verse 12 and listen to what he says. So, then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work, for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may prove yourselves to be blameless, innocent children of God, above reproach, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear, listen to this, as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life. So that in the day of Christ I may have cause to glory, because I did not run in vain nor toil in vain. But even if I am being poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I rejoice and share my joy with you all, that you too, and you too, I urge you, rejoice in the same way and share your joy with me. So Paul writes, and he is talking to them about what it means to live our life for Christ, to live as a light in the world. There are three things that I also see about this very quickly today. Let your light shine by living out your faith. Let your light shine by living out your faith. Our salvation is to be lived out practically, ethically, visibly, the, the charge to work out your salvation. Now listen, we need to understand what that means. He's not talking about working out how to be saved. Okay? That's, there, there's no mystery to that. There, there's no working out. He says your salvation is a free gift of God not to be worked out, not to be earned or deserved or to paid for. He said that's already been done. Your salvation is a free gift of God that we just simply have to receive, to accept it. So what is this working out of salvation? He says, once you've been saved, then work out how you live out that salvation in your life. Figure out in fear and trembling, how do I live so that Christ shines in my life? So that I can be a light for others to draw them to Christ. Working out our salvation is working out how we live as saved people. Because as saved people, we are living in a world, notice what he said, this perverse and dark generation, this this cruel and sinful world in which we live. He says, as believers and as those who have been saved by the blood of Christ, we need to live differently than the rest of the world. So work out how you are to live differently than the rest of the world. In fear and trembling, work out how you live your salvation so that others might see Christ living in us. Notice what he says. It is his work in us. That's our salvation. Our salvation is his work in us. It's not us doing the work. It's not us working out or trying to figure out or plan or strategize. He says it's his work in us. That's his salvation. 
Now, you work out how you live that out in your life every day. You work out how, that ref- how you reflect Him so that others can see Him living in you, living in your life, and that you can be a light to them so that they can see Christ living in us, living in you, living in me. So do we share it with others? We must also be willing to let people know what Christ means to us. We must be willing to communicate what He means to us. And so we are to work out to, to be able to let our light shine in the way that we live each and every day. So He says, how do we do that? Well, He says, let your light shine by transforming your character. Now notice what He says about transforming your character. When we meet Jesus, Jesus changes us. And if He doesn't change us, then we haven't truly met Him. And we haven't truly encountered Him and allowed Him to get a hold of our heart and a hold of our life. And so when we meet Jesus, He begins to make a difference in our life. Now understand this, He accepts us just as we are. He accepts us right where we don't have to clean up, we don't have to to deal with this problem or that problem or straighten this out or that out. He says, you just come to me just like you are. I will accept you where you are today, right now. And give you forgiveness and love and grace and mercy and salvation in your life. But he also loves us enough not to leave us the way we are. He desires to change us. He desires to make us better. And for our life to be improved. And so notice, as Paul writes to the church at Philippi, what he says about that. He says, that you may prove yourselves to be blameless. There's a word that Don was talking about a moment ago. David, being blameless. How do I live blameless? There's sin in my life. I know there's sin there. He says that you may prove to be blameless, innocent, children of God, above reproach, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you appear as lights in the world. He says, this is about your character. And allowing Christ to transform your character and who you are. And how you live day by day. My light shines when my character is revealed. My light shines when I am found blameless, innocent, above reproach. Those are pretty potent words, aren't they? Those are pretty powerful thoughts. And he says, but this is how I want you to live. How do I do that? I do that by allowing his spirit to enter my heart and to change my character. To change who I am. And how I live, the choices that I make, the decisions in my life, the directions that I take, all of that is impacted by the Word of God. It's impacted by the truth that He has given to us. And He continues that thought as we think about this idea of being blameless and innocent. He goes on and said this, holding fast the Word of life. See, He says, how do you change your character? How do you become something different than you were before through the power and the blood of Jesus Christ? He says, holding fast the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may have caused glory because I did not run in vain or toil in vain. But even if I am being poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrifice of service of your faith, I rejoice and share my joy with you all. He says, listen, he says, we're to let our light shine By transforming our character. So ask yourself this today. Stop for a moment and say, 
let me reflect back on the day that I met Christ as my Lord and Savior. The day that I named Jesus and that I accepted Him into my heart. I was baptized into Christ. The Scripture says, The old have washed away. Behold, all things have become new. That moment that I accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, what my life was like before that. Now, I ask myself this question. Am I different today than I was that day? Am I better today than I was that day? Not just different, but am I better? Have I allowed Christ to change me for the good? Is my character better today than it was that day? Are my actions and my attitude better today than it was that day? Because he said his salvation is in order to change us, to make us and our character better than it was before. That in a better character, the world, the perverse and dark generation in which we live, might see Christ living in us. That's how our light shines. Our light shines not because we're better than, not because we're superior to, not, not because we're holier than. Our light shines because we have allowed the Spirit of God and the Word of God to transform our character and make us better people than we were before. To make us more committed and more faithful to His Word than we were before. To make us more kind and understanding than we were. To make us more honest and truthful than we were before. To make us more genuine and real, but we're not fake. We're, we're not, you know, false in any way. And so he says, what is your character? Notice what he said. He said, innocent. We are to be blameless and innocent. And, and when we live life blameless and innocent in our character, then we begin to be a light that shines in the darkness in this perverse generation so that the world might see Christ Jesus living in us. And that brings us to the third and final thing today, and that's this. Let your light shine by telling others about Jesus. Let your light shine by telling others about Jesus. Now listen, let's be honest about something this morning. If you see a TV show or a movie that you really like, do you have any trouble telling people about that show and how much you enjoyed it? Hey, you ought to watch this show. You ought to go to this movie. I really liked it. There was a great message. It was really... Maybe I go to a concert and hear, a group, whether it be secular or Christian or whatever the case may be, I go to a concert and I hear a great, great uh, presentation in a concert and I really enjoy it. Do I have any trouble telling people about that concert? Man, it was the most wonderful thing. Man, they put on the greatest show. I really enjoyed that. It was incredible. It just was moving in so many different ways. If you go to a restaurant... And this one can be good or bad, right? Okay. But if you go to a restaurant and it's really good or you go to a restaurant that's really bad, do you have any trouble telling people about that restaurant? Do you have any hesitation to go, man, that was the best food. It was priced right. You got plenty. I mean, you just go on and on about it. Or you go, oh, man, this is, don't ever go there. It's the worst place in the world. Our service was bad. The food was cold. We can tell them all kinds of things about that experience that we had, whether it be a movie, a TV show, a concert, a meal at a restaurant, or whatever the case may be. Here's my question. Why do we have trouble telling people about Jesus? If we can so freely and so easily talk about all of those things to other people, why do we have trouble telling people about Jesus? It's just our story. The story of our experience. How did you meet Him? Who played a role in that? 
Who was involved in your experience of meeting Jesus for the very first time? Who was involved in the process of you surrendering your heart and accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior? It's just your story. It's a story about how you accepted Him, how you came to believe in Him, how He's impacted your life, how He's answered prayer, how His Word has influenced you, how you've seen times that that He's been present in your life to help you through circumstances and situations. I hear people all the time say things like, it's only by the grace of God that I'm alive today, some of the things I've been through. Right? That's their story. That's their testimony. They experienced something in life. They recognized the presence of God and that He preserved them in that instance for a purpose in their life. And they're telling that. They don't realize oftentimes that they're telling their testimony. They don't realize that they're telling their story. They're just stating an experience that they had. But here's the thing. Why do we struggle so much with telling people about our experience of accepting Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and sharing with them our story? Because our story is His story. Our story is about His grace, and it's about His mercy, and it's about His forgiveness, and it's about His Spirit, and it's about His Word, and it's about the difference that He's made in our lives. And so here's what I want to challenge you with today. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. Let people see Christ living in you. And don't be afraid to share with them your story. That is his story about how he changed your life for the better. Well, this morning we're going to sing invitation hymn.